You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please, 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 please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts, plus like, share, throw us Facebook stars if we're streaming some stuff for as far as gaming-wise. Like, share, repost, Anything you can do to support us right here at Lakers Fast Break or Pop Culture Cosmos, we truly appreciate it. There's also another place where I want you to go ahead and check out. In fact, I'm going to show it to everybody out there right now on the Facebook live feed that we have, and that is Lakerholics.com. It's the place to go, the one-stop place for everything Lakers, and the man behind all the inner workings of Lakerholics.com, whether it's the home, whether it's the blog, whether it's the podcast, whether it's the videos, whether it's the polls, links, whatever. I know him as Tom Wong, but you know him as Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, great evening tonight because the Lakers, they wrapped up the Western Conference with a 116-108 win over the Utah Jazz. They better have won. I drove 800 miles from Texas <laughs> to see this. I'll tell you what. Riding 12 hours in a van with my family, we're all hot, we're all tired, the Lakers better win, and sure enough, they did. First time in, uh, what, seven years, I think, that we've uh, been in the playoffs, and uh, I think uh, I think we were the number one seed last time. No, we weren't, actually, so it must be maybe that eight or nine. That was the previous Dwight Howard year. We were not number one seed. Either. Yeah, so it's it's probably been eight or nine years since we, we were able to clinch a uh, conference championship. That's correct. Uh, at least number one seed, so uh, it was a great night. Uh, Anthony Davis came out and uh, basically was really determined to make up for his uh, – Lack of aggressiveness, I guess, in the game against uh, Toronto. He took 10 shots in the first quarter, which is like a record for him. And then finished with 42 points. Um, was a, it was a great win and, and, and one that we really needed. And uh, it took all the way until the, the final minutes of the third quarter when the Lakers finally went small again with AD at center. And uh, that broke the game open. They broke up into a 13-point lead and pretty much kept that all the way until the end of the game. Uh, well, I'll tell you so what, it was, it was a great to see, wasn't it? I mean, the fact that, yep. you know, after coming off that hard loss against Toronto, and I'll tell you what, that was just something that was very disappointing to see, the lack of effort, the emotional letdown yep. that 
you see the Lakers from time to time get as they did against Brooklyn, as we talked about previously, but they just still didn't have everything all together. I mean, outside of, like you said, a concerted effort to go ahead and get Anthony Davis the ball each and every time out and give him the ultra green light. KCP had a solid game. Everybody else's shot was still not there, which is of great concern. LeBron was able to go ahead and just cruise because Anthony Davis was just is sensational again tonight. Yep. But again, to me, it just seemed like they were cruising all night long because Utah is such a good matchup for them. And for Utah, the Lakers are such a bad one for them. Right. Well, you know, the before the game, I was I just was hoping that they would play a lot of Anthony Davis at the five in order to, to pull Gobert out of the paint. They did it sort of successfully in the first half, but but the defense was was really not on. Um, Donovan Mitchell had a great game. He's exactly the kind of guard that makes us miss a miss uh, having Bradley out there. Um, these small, quick guards are just too much for for Caruso and 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 especially Danny Green, who looked looked very slow and uh, very out of sorts in defense. He had no way that he could stay with Mitchell in there. But in the second half, the, the team made a concerted effort to go ahead and focus on making life very, very difficult for Mitchell in the second half. Right. They did a better job, but, you know, it, it, it comes down to, you know, we, we gave up again, you know, nine points on three-point shooting. We've been outshot from deep in every one of our games. Thank God for... Uh, AD and LeBron shooting well. I mean, they, between the two of them, basically were six for 13 from three. The rest of the team was one, other than Kuzma, who was two for three, had a good game from outside. But the other guys, uh, KCP, Waiters, uh, Caruso, just all nine hours, yeah. One for 10 from three. J.R. Smith. From your guards and... And one shot from uh, Dudley, who was in the game for a few minutes. We're not going to go far in the playoffs if we don't shoot better than that. And also, too, it's just you get tired of watching the the Jazz are one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league. And they really focus. Snyder, uh, Quinn Snyder has his offense focused for getting guys open. And, and all of their playmaking and everything is designed to attack and, and get into the paint and pass the ball out. Our offense basically is spot-up shooters outside, but we really, other than LeBron and AD and Waiters when he's in the game, we don't have guys who can break down the defense, penetrate, and cause switches and to open up those shots. The Jazz took over 43-point shots, and thank God they only shot like 25% or something like that because those were wide-open shots that we were giving up on defense. So it, there's a lot of work to be done. It'll be interesting to see how Frank Vogel approaches the the remaining five uh, seeding games that we have since we've now clinched the the number one seed in the West. It'll be interesting to see what he does on the rotations and so forth. He didn't play Danny Green very much tonight, which I thought was a smart move. And uh, KCP came back. He was the only one of the other people other than uh, Kuzma, uh, AD, and LeBron, who actually hit a three-point shot. He was one for three, so not terrible. But um, we've got to fix our shooting, and a lot of it comes from from doing something in the offense in order to create 
open shots. And to do that, you need to, number one, you need to penetrate. You need to penetrate and cause people to, to double team and get inside. And the Jazz did that terrifically tonight. They were constantly, I mean, Mitchell, well, Mitchell would be just such a perfect fit for the Lakers. You know, you watch that kid go because he's almost impossible to keep out of the lane. And uh, the closest thing we have to that is probably waiters. I thought the defense, other than the three-point shooting, was pretty good. Howard came in and did a pretty good job tonight. Uh, JaVale McGee, again, another dud performance. I think we've reached the point where we're going to see an awful lot of AD in the playoffs playing the five. I think it's by far the best lineup that the Lakers have. Um, it gives us the best chance because it spreads the floor out there. When you've got McGee or Howard just just holding down space inside, it makes it easy for, for other teams' big men to, to protect the rim and for teams to sag. And the way we've been shooting the ball, let me tell you, they're going to be sagging on us. Everybody's going to be copying that same methodology defensively that people are doing on us. And, and we're going to have to, you know, they're going to dare us to make shots. And if we don't make shots, we're not going to win. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how we treat the next five games because you don't want to go into the playoffs flat. But by the same token, you know, you don't want to just uh, go all out and, and, and end up getting somebody injured. So it's a tough it's a tough case of figuring out how are we going to get out of it. I was hoping tonight that we'd shoot lights out and you know and and I could retract my article about changing the starting lineup. But right now I'm a little bit worried, even though we've cinched that game and even though we came through, it wasn't until three minutes left in the third quarter that we really were able to break away and and not have a close tie game. Let's talk about that right now. It was a yeah. nineteen to five run to close out the quarter. And the thing I noticed that it was a lot of hands on the ball, a lot of deflections, a lot of steals, a lot of coming from behind and, and ripping the ball away and just leading to those fast break, easy points. To me, that's what really, really gets us going. And that, the defense, that was something I think was really key tonight for the Lakers to get back in tune as far as from a defensive standpoint offensively we're not there you can see it the rhythm's not there the fact that the shooters are not doing anything to help you out yes really struggled tonight but i did see some signs defensively that they were active they had their hands going and did it without too much in the way of fouls although i noticed that the fouls have gone up since the you know the bubble started I noticed the tendency for foul yeah, the shots. Have been, the refs have been whistled crazy. Well, it, 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 you know, really it, it is what it is. So if that's the way they're going to call it, that's the way you got to play it. But defensively, there was a better mindset of so much more aggression. And that aggression also translated for Anthony Davis in the form of, you know what, I'm not going to take just seven shots like I did in the previous game. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and get my own. I think there was a, just a great coaching maneuver by Frank Vogel to just say, you know what, AD, it's you tonight. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, 
there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Yeah, LeBron definitely went to him. I mean, you could see them setting him up. LeBron just cruised through the game. LeBron just absolutely cruised through the game. Yeah. But the key to the whole thing is that the the best performances that we had in the game, I mean, first off, I'm getting tired of giving up six or seven points to start the first half and the second half of every game. You know, we did the same thing again. 7-0 lead in to start the first quarter and and started the second half giving them another six-point lead. It's like we're, you know, I don't know why we don't come out with fire, but to me it has something to do with the starting lineup. And I still feel like they that that I'm hoping that we'll see some differences and so forth. But McGee does not seem to be producing. Um, I think in the yesterday's game he played ten minutes and had one rebound, and that was it. He wasn't a factor tonight. He zeroed out again. So you've got to make some decisions because when we went on that 19-5 run, that was all AD at center. And that was just a quick, quick four-minute blast when we broke out to a 13-point lead. We've got to play more small ball like that with, with Davis at the center position. And it looks like the guy that's going to be the power forward in that situation is still Kuzma. Uh, I thought Kuz shot well from outside. He had two of three from three. Didn't get um, off to the greatest of starts, but he did finish the second half a lot better. He, there were several good. He made several good defensive plays too. I thought that got an early that, foul trouble. I think that's what right. really got him off. Yeah, that all that, 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 that kind of note. makes you tentative on defense when you when you've already got a couple of calls against you. And the Lakers, you know, they were still bothered by the refs today. You could see it. LeBron complaining left and right, and and that Caruso, I usually doesn't complain, was complaining all over the place. So there's still a lot of work to do, and we've got five games to get ready for the playoffs. So it'll be interesting. Do you think that they're – what's your opinion? Do you think that they're going to, to really just pull AD and LeBron back at this point in time? I um, would. Simple as that. There's, yeah. nothing, there's I mean, nothing left to gain by them. No. And in this point in time, you need all the work you can get for the other guys. And need the Caruso. Other guys Caruso, I need to start. Let's go touch on Caruso because – as I've told you before, Caruso's awesome for what he does when he does it. But the problem is the longer he's in that game, the less effective he is. And and mm-hmm. I understand, I cannot even believe I'm going to be saying this, but Rajon Rondo out as far as the guy dribbling the ball up. Yes, we know he dribbles too long. Yes, we know he's a liability on both the offense and the defense. But the fact is Caruso does such a great job when he's within the confines of what he's doing and what he's he's really good at when he's asked to do something else it makes everything a little bit less effective for him and i noticed it obviously since we started the bubble with his defensive rotations he got Mm -hmm. beat several times he's he's not been able to guard the three-point line and i think that's been affecting him as far as the fact that you see him now doing a lion's share of the ball handling duties I think you got to go ahead and give him some more burn to get more comfortable with it. Plus, guys like Deion Waiters, J.R. Smith, who could become a factor for you. You could see the, the, the little sprinklings. No, you don't see it in the box score yet. But you see the little signs that are there that he can give you 10 to 15 minutes of effective use. So he needs some burn. Quinn Cook, we actually had a Quinn Cook sighting. 
I think he needs to get a little bit more burn because I think he can be something that the Lakers need, and that is a good outside shooter because they're not playing him right now. I understand he's a liability on defense, but he can give you something, quickness and at least a decent outside shot, which is something the Lakers sorely need. Rest Danny Green a little bit. Maybe that's why right now. Maybe it's just the fact that Danny Green is just not altogether here in the bubble because there's so much going on, and I can't say a blame if that's the case. Right now, we need to make sure we get all get our heads on straight. Maybe some for, for some of the guys, that's maybe giving them less minutes, like LeBron, AD, the, the veterans, and maybe giving some more time to those who really need to get some work in. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting that even though Waiters and uh, Kuzma didn't have as impressive a game as they had in the last two games, uh, when you look at the plus-minus on the, on the team, they had the two highest plus-minuses once again. Um, and I keep looking then basically at at the impact that they're having, and a lot of that impact is coming with AD on the floor. And so there was, there was a se- couple of sequences where – the combination of waiters and AD running pick and rolls were really scoring for us. Um, waiters got inside on one for an easy layup. He set up AD for two wide open threes that AD buried. And that was a big part of when, when he took off uh, and we were playing AD at the five. So I think that there's some guys who play well with more minutes. And there are some guys like, I agree with you with Caruso, who sometimes doesn't play as well when he's got a lot of minutes. I'd like to see waiters get more minutes. I'd like to see Kuzma get more minutes. I'd like to see them get starter minutes. I'd like to see uh, J.R. Smith get a good 20 to 25 minutes in these games. Yeah, upcoming. I, I'm not, I'm not sold on J.R. No, I'm not I sold on him either, but you're ball. not going to be able to go ahead and, and bring him up in the playoffs unless he gets more burned. Because remember, he's had mm-hmm. a little bit of a, a, a time that he's not been on an NBA court, and you said he's a shooter. A shooter will always be a shooter. Well, he's not been shooting well yet, but, yeah, but shooting, he can find a rhythm shooting, if you give him some more time. With your legs. And when you haven't been playing a long time, it's hard to to get that back sometimes. Um, I'd like he'll get his he'll get his shots and he'll get his touches because I think that they're going to. I don't think I don't think LeBron or AD are going to play more than, you know, 20 minutes maybe in the next couple of games and, and maybe not at all in the last two or three games. Because remember, they have a back-to-back on Wednesday and Thursday. Right. They may rest them on the back-to-back. There's an advantage to be gotten from the Lakers if uh, – I, I would like to see – I would like to see uh, Houston take over the number three spot and then have to meet – have the Clippers have to meet them in the uh, semifinals in the West. So there's a possibility there uh, – Houston, uh, Houston looks pretty good, um, and they're a nightmare for people. They're going to wear some teams out trying to just cover all of those guys running around like crazy. I'll tell you what, my, have- ma- my favorite matchups for the playoffs, first round, San Antonio. Uh, Pop would be a, do, doing a great job, a magician, getting these guys mm-hmm. into the playoffs, but that would end there because the matchups are bad for them. Second round, Utah. Easy four zero sweep. Maybe one yeah. if if Mitchell has like a forty to fifty point game, but that's another easy round against Utah because Utah again without Bogdanovich, it's even a worse matchup. And they lost yep. previously, I think on two occasions this year already to the Lakers. 
So that would be a great matchup for them in round two. And in the finals, as far as the conference finals, I'd love to see them play Denver because I don't think Denver would actually be able to match up very much either. Yeah. So those are my dream first, second, <laughs> and third rounds. I don't think it's going to work out like that. So yeah. I'm not going to get yeah, my I'll hopes up too high. Trying to steer who you're going to play against often sometimes backfires because even in, even when you get your wish, sometimes that can that can be a trap in and of itself. Well, the Lakers have got their own course already navigated because yeah. they won the Western Conference number one seed going into the playoffs, uh, coming out of the West. No, they won't get the best overall record, and they don't need to on this, yep. for, for all intents and purposes, neutral floor type of deal. It was good to see. It was, you know, I mean, bottom line, we go as far as AD and, and LeBron can carry us. And, and the really good point is that nobody in the league has anybody to really match AD. And if he can if he can play like he played tonight, and I don't see any reason why, as long as he remains really aggressive, 12 or 15 again from the line. I mean, he's racking up free throws like nothing else. I mean, he ranked sixth in the league before then, uh, or during before the uh, season break. So he's got his game going, and if he just doesn't satisfy himself with getting fouled all the time, I was kind of surprised that they didn't double-team him as much as as uh, Toronto did. Um, Toronto basically tried to make the game LeBron having to beat them. You know, they didn't want AD to get beat to beat them. The Jazz kind of felt like they could play it one up because they've got Rudy Gobert, you know, but that's not a good matchup when when AD pulls out to the outside and, and you spread the floor like we did when we, we had him at the five. Um, at any rate, the next five games are, are going to be an experience to see what happens we really got to get our shooting in line. And, and to do that, we really have to, I think, play a lot more without a bit, without a traditional center in there. And unfortunately, Marquise Morris is not really showing that he can do. We don't really have an option other than, than Guzma. And so, I, you know, I kind of like the idea of AD and Guzma. I doubt that uh, Frank Vogel is going to change his starting lineup at this point in time. It would take some really poor, continued poor performances by JaVale McGee before he would do it. And I think if he doesn't do it before the playoffs, he's not going to change in the playoffs. But I think the minutes are going to go down dramatically for uh, both McGee and Howard. I think we're going to see a lot more minutes with AD at the five and Kuzma at the four and LeBron at the three. I think that that's our strength. We're going to have to ride that. And we're going to miss Bradley when we play those teams that have got the small point guards that are, you know, that can be lightning quick. And, and we just don't have guys who can stop that. So that type of penetration just opens up the three-point shots for us. Because those guys almost, they drive in and we've got the rim protection in Davis and, and or if whenever we have Howard or, or McGee in the game. You've got great rim protection, but they're driving, they're driving in not to score. They're driving in to collapse the defense and to hit an open guy for a three-point shot, usually in the corner. Um, the defensive adjustment I'd like to see the Lakers do is don't leave your man in the corner, you know? I mean, you're rarely going to help in defense for a guy attacking the paint when you're guarding a guy in the corner because the only way you can even get close to helping on the defensive end in that situation is going to leave the guy wide open for a shot, the easiest shot in the league, a shot that almost every team shoots close to 40% on and counts three points. So 
you know, I think we've got to make some adjustments there. We do some overhelping a lot of times. And I, you know, I used to like Pop's rule that you just don't help from the corner, man. You're too far away to help from the corner. Let them make the layup if that's the case, if somebody's going to beat you like that. But just don't leave the guy sitting there so that he can take that short corner three. But defensively, I saw better intensity in the second half. Like I said, that 19-5 to run to close out the third quarter was some of the best Lakers performance I have mm-hmm. seen since they've arrived in the bubble. It's just something that we can hopefully build upon in the coming days. Limit LeBron and AD their time to go ahead and make sure that they're fully capable and fully rested to go ahead strong in the playoffs. Try to get some of these rotation players in there. Get them more minutes. Get them some more burn. Hopefully one or two of them can find a rhythm also going into the playoffs. But it is nice to say once again that the Lakers are the Western Conference number one seed. They haven't won it yet, so let's not go ahead and put the barn out in front of the horse there. But for now, the Lakers are the Western Conference number one seed. And that's so nice to say. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. The other thing that I think is really important to recognize, too, is who was on the floor when we had this 19-5 run. Because on the floor was Kyle Kuzma, Dion Waiters, Anthony Davis at the five. And the key thing is, is that when we have one of our centers in there, other teams are basically picking that guy. They're, they're, they're picking out whoever's the center position and forcing switches. And so you got Dwight Howard or Bill McGee trying to cover the guy out at the three-point line. That's going to be a nightmare. So when we played our best defense, it was when we had five mobile players out there on the floor, five smaller, quicker, more mobile players. And that's when we played our best defense. That's when we played our best offense. It's kind of inverted to have, you know, have LeBron and AD be your your best three-point shooters out there. Uh, I would prefer not that it wasn't that way, although AD has shot over 40% since January. But you're right, you know, let's, uh, I think for now we celebrate the fact that we've won the number one seed. We don't have any more pressure on us to win. Um, we've got that clinched up. So now it's just a case of trying to solve those problems of, of you know, getting back to playing like we were as a team in March before the hiatus. And, uh, and we've had a just, you know, we haven't had even what is the equivalent of a full preseason, so to speak, to get the team all back together and get everybody playing the way they are. 
we showed some good signs at various points. We're able to come back uh, even when we lost the game with the Raptors. We showed some good determination and so forth. I think that the guys are a little bit bored. I think that's what happens when you're so good that you think you can turn it on all the time um, and you're not in perfect condition where you can do it right now. And and then there's always the whole point that what's changed the game is that you live by the three, you die by the three. And so at any point in time, a team can get hot and and you can have a guy come down and, and like in the Toronto game, come down and bury a three that you didn't expect it. And all of a sudden the game's out of reach. So we need to figure out the shooting problem. We need to figure out how to basically be more aggressive on defense. And I think that's, that's by going small again, the same as on offense to get our offense going by going small. So we'll see what happens with Frank Bogle and, and how we do in the next five games. Going to be a cat fight though, for that number nine spot. I, I think, Memphis lost tonight, so that makes it tougher on them. Uh, the Pelicans got a little bit of help, but it's, there's a that three through seven spot, too, is also moving around, so it's hard to tell who we're going to play, although Denver still seems to be holding on to like a game-and-a-half lead, you know, for the number three spot, uh, or number two spot, excuse me. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how things roll along. Um, I'm just happy that the Lakers won, and... Uh, Looking forward to watching five games that I, I think will tell us strategically what the Lakers are thinking and and who gets the minutes and who plays well um, is probably going to be a pretty big factor on what happens when we start the playoffs. We may see a different lineup. I don't, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to imagine Frank Vogel, who's been such a steadfast uh, supporter of the same lineups, you know, and his attitude is philosophy is basically I'm not going to change who starts I'll change how many minutes they play and who closes the game but I'm probably not going to mess up the starters so I'm going to be watching the minutes played by the various people the combinations that close games out as much as you can because LeBron and AD are probably going to be in there all the time once again I'm speaking to Laker Tom he's the guy behind Lakerholics.com. You got to go ahead and check it out today as I'm showing everybody right now on Facebook Live, including our, I don't want to say, well, I guess I'll say it, ugly kissers right there, right now on Lakerholics.com, right there looking at you. We're sorry we scare you, but please don't be scared off. Check out all there is to do and see at Lakerholics.com and interact with. You can share your comments. You can go ahead and check out videos made by Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies, who I'm going to hopefully get on later this week on the show. As far as for me, I've got the Lakers Fast Break podcast right there for you. And I'll tell you what, it's just something that you've got to go ahead and check out. It is Lakerholics.com. You see articles from Tom and also Jamie Sweet. So there's so much to do, so much to see, and so much to comment on as far as Lakerholics.com. If you're a true Lakers fan or you just love the NBA, stop by today lakerholics.com well tom it's been a great episode again please share support like do anything you can to help us out right here at the lakers fast break tell a friend if they're a lakers fan or if they like the nba got more great stuff coming up remember i've got over 25 episodes on the bubble that were made in july that's waiting right there for you to go ahead and check out today at the lakers fast break channel everywhere you get your podcast or if you have any questions for me at Lakers Fast Break. Also as well, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. And Laker Tom, he's at Laker Tom on Twitter too. 
I'll tell you what, Tom, it's just great to see the Lakers finally getting back to where they need to be, winning the Western Conference regular season, getting their overall Western Conference number one seed. I can just take a deep breath now. Virtual home court advantage, too. That's me taking a deep breath. I drove 800 miles for this, Tom. I'm just happy, my friend, that they got the job done. Well, Tom, it's been a great episode. I cannot thank you again for joining me right here. Just so great to everybody watching, listening, doing everything you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>